0: Genesis chapter 3 we're going to read two verses from this chapter firstly verse 1 says now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said unto the woman yea hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and going down the page or across the column to verse 8 Speaking of Adam and Eve, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning from this thought, what is in your playlist? What is in your playlist? Amen. One of the incredible things about the God that we serve, there are so many incredible things about God that... Are hard for us to grasp but one of the many awesome things about the lord is his ability to listen to all of us at the same time and to respond to each of us as if we were the only person on the face of the planet that's incredible when you think about how many people around the world could be praying at any given moment and god is able to listen to them all as individuals Somebody, how many people around the world might be worshipping God at any given moment and he's able to re- receive that worship on a very personal basis and respond to those individuals with his presence as if nobody else existed. He doesn't suffer from being distracted. He doesn't miss a single thing. And that's incredible. You know, when we have, we're in a group and a lot of people are talking at once, we very easily get confused because of our capacity to register all the different conversations that are taking place. But God is not limited like we are. He doesn't just hear us all at once, but he can answer us all at once and speak to us all at once. Now, there is no software. There is no switchboard. There is no ability on the planet that can do that all at once like Jesus can. Amen. There are devices that governments may have for listening to people, and they're able to do that and scan the globe for for chatter on the internet and all that sort of stuff, but they cannot maintain a one-on-one conversation with everybody that they're picking up. But God can. Sunday morning in Perth, Western Australia, somebody prays and God hears. You cross to another continent, it's a different time, it's even a different day, and they call out to the Lord and He hears them. A child prays, an adult prays, a sinner cries out, and God hears instantaneously as if He was waiting. As if he was sitting there waiting for them to say, dear Lord. And he was there in a moment. That's incredible. And that's mind-blowing to me that God has that ability. Amen. And the the thing in, in the same parallel or the same thought with that is the fact that when God's word is preached, God is also able to communicate to multiple people at a personal level at the same time. And that's mind-blowing that God does that because it reminds us that God is in control. A preacher can stand in a pulpit, deliver what God has laid on their heart, and it can speak to different people all at the same time. It's amazing to me how that the Word of God can be ministered to a congregation and one person in that congregation in a particular situation can receive something that helps them. Another person in a completely different situation can also receive something that helps them and that can happen across the whole church and yet it's only one message one preacher with one message but because it's the word of god and it's anointed people it's like you people say well that was for me this morning and somebody else whose situation is completely different says you know that really spoken in my heart today that really encouraged me or helped me or the things i've been going through and yet it's the same message but it's received in different ways that's how awesome our god is That's not about an awesome preacher. That's an awesome God who just gives the preacher a message. Well, the preacher preacher is really just a mailman. He hears from God and he delivers the mail. But the awesome thing is the recipients can receive the same message in different ways. Just recently after a Sunday morning service, three different people whose situations in life are completely different spoke to me of how the word of God that had been preached had ministered to them that morning as if it was custom made for them. It was the same message. And they each received something different out of the same message in such a personal way. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. God is amazing. God is in control, and God wants to speak to you, and He wants to speak to me. He is not afar off. The old song says He's as near as the mention of His name. And when we cry out to Him, or we say, God, speak to us, He can come right down to where we're at in a moment and minister to us as if we are the only person alive but he's doing that over and over by thousands and millions at the same time only something or somebody that is eternal can do that amen and we thank god that he is like that today i thank god that you never get put on hold when you cry out to god i get really frustrated talking to machines sometimes You ring somebody up and you need some help with something and you know exactly what you want, but you've got to listen to that whole menu and wait for that number you're supposed to press and then there's another option. Thank the Lord when you pray. It doesn't say if you have need of a healing, press one. If you are financially struggling, press two. To speak to a consultant, press three. But when you say Jesus, he picks up straight away. And I thank God for that this morning. Amen. We read in Genesis chapter 3 of how the serpent started a conversation with Eve. And the fact that the serpent could speak did not seem to shock Eve, which leads us to speculation. There's different opinions about whether or not Adam and Eve could speak to the animals in the garden. Who knows? It really isn't important, to be honest. But uh, we can only only guess what things were like in a perfect, sinless environment. But up until this point, in the lives of Adam and Eve. As we read about in verse 8, it was the voice of God that spoke to the first man and the first woman. It was God that interacted with his creation. It was God alone that stimulated their minds and their hearts and that influenced who they were. There were no distractions. There were no phone calls, no emails, but an uninterrupted communication with their creator. Adam and Eve had a level of contact an interaction with God that we will not experience until the Lord returns for His church. Because even though we are born again and filled with His Spirit, we still are affected by the things that at this time they were not yet affected by. And they had that perfect contact with God. But then Satan, using the serpent as a mouthpiece, introduced another voice. He introduced another voice other than the Lord's, and this voice presented alternative thoughts and ideas. It was a voice that subtly questioned the voice of God and caused Eve to consider things that she had never thought about before. When the serpent began to speak to Eve, it started her thought processes down a pathway that she had never gone previously. And today you and I know the outcome of the influence of that voice. Sin is all around about us and the voice of the serpent or rather the voice of the devil is no longer subtle. But it stands like the giant Goliath did on the battlefield and shouts challenges to the people of God who would dare to stand against it and dare to oppose it. And that is the voice that orchestrates the world that we live in. Amen. I shared some of these thoughts with the young people on Friday night when we were here, when they were kind enough to listen to me teach. The older I get, the more I feel sorry for young people when I speak to them. But the Lord has impressed upon my heart to... to, Go on with some of these thoughts this morning. So we are all surrounded by the sounds of many voices. Many, many voices. From the first time that we breathe, even before we breathe, we learn to identify people by their voices. They say that a child in the womb in the latter stages of a pregnancy can identify its mother's voice. Um, Obviously, they have a method of working that out. I don't think they ask the baby after it's born. But obviously they they watch the behavior of that baby in the womb and they recognize how it responds to different voices. And we we recognize that voice. And that's why there is a bond between a child and its mother. It's not just been carried in a mother's body, but they are the sounds that that it's closest to. It hears the voice of the one whose body is providing it life as it grows in the womb. And in our early years of life, the voice of our parents is very, very prominent. Those years, the experts will tell us, are so very, very important, what they call our formative years. But then, after a few years, we send our kids to school, and other voices begin to add their influence. There are teachers. There are friends. There are other students who may not be friends. There's the bully in the playground. There's the kid that, for whatever reason, has just decided that he doesn't like you. And he gives you a hard time and affects the way that you feel about going to school. And all of these voices can speak into our lives and affect who we are and what we become. And as we get older, our awareness of media begins to grow. There's television, there's movies, there's the internet, there's music, there's advertising, there's social media in its many, many forms. And all of these things are voices. And when we're little children, we have such a, a simplistic trust of things that we believe every commercial that comes on television i'm not going to tell any stories to embarrass matthew this morning but we we believe what we hear when we're little we see a commercial we just yep if they've said that they're the best in town they must be the best in town as we get older and we lose money to some of these commercials we find out that everything they say is not necessarily true but these are the voices that surround us in our society and are constantly vying for our attention as we hear them. We're processing our lives. They are influencing our conduct, our thinking, our philosophies, and even our identities. And there's something about being in the kingdom of God. We sang it this morning, Sister Leanne, I know who I am. That's not something that everybody you know can say. Not everybody out there knows who they are because everything is telling them who and what they should be, and they're confused. But when you come into the kingdom of God and you're born again of water and spirit and you find out this is who I was made to be. I was designed to be a worshipper. I was created in the image of God. You find out this is my identity. And everything else I had before this was a cheap imitation of what God wants me to be. And the sooner we establish that in our lives, the sooner our young people come to understand that the identity that God has is our true identity. Identity the better our lives will be and the better our lives will become. Amen. But there are so many voices that speak into our lives. We're all aware at the moment, it's in the press every single day, of the conflict that's taking place in the Middle East. And it seems like there's always conflict in the Middle East. But at the moment, there is this group of terrorists that call themselves Islamic State. And uh, there are terrible things that are taking place. The horrific, inhumane treatment of other people and other faiths. And it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. And it's in the news every day. But what has come as a real surprise to many people is that there are young people in Western nations who have left their homes and gone to join themselves with groups like this and other groups that are similar. And that, that's all over the news at the moment. Just recently there was a young man who it seems went over in the last month or two and has, it seems he's possibly died in being involved in a suicide attack. Just a young man born and raised in Australia. Born and raised in a Western country. And we may never know completely the processes that bring these young people to these kind of decisions. But somewhere in their lives, at some point, somebody... Or something began to speak to them and introduce thoughts and ideas that started a process. They may have been unpopular. They may have been mistreated. There's there's all kinds of things that influence a young person's life. But somewhere along the way, voices begin to speak to them. They didn't wake up one day and say, you know, I'm a little bored today. I think I'll head off to the Middle East and join an army. But along the way, there was a process where they were influenced, where their thinking was adjusted and adapted and molded that led them to this situation where some of them tragically have ended up paying the ultimate price for what really was a rash and a very, very foolish decision. And they allow these voices to become the loudest voices in their lives so that all other rational voices are shut out. They they won't listen to anybody that tries to change their mind, who tries to talk them around because they've heard these other voices so loudly and so strongly for long enough that that's all they want to hear. And that's very tragic where that can happen. At a very simple level, our minds, your mind and my mind, are like computers. Some of us feel like they're old, slow computers. Some of us think they're fast. But like a computer, you get out what you put in. The computer itself, in in its most basic form, doesn't do anything. But somewhere in the process, usually before we buy it, somebody has put in an operating system. Somebody's put in software, and then we might add our own software later on. And its capabilities and the things that it is able to produce are a product of the things that have first been installed. And that's why if you are unfortunate enough to get something installed you didn't want, like a virus... It can then affect the way that everything else works, but that will not happen until something is added to the computer. There are files, there are documents. At some point, everything that's in there, you put in there. You you can go and buy the latest laptop and the greatest piece of technology that you can find on the market, but if you don't put anything on it, it's it's just a paperweight. It's just a big piece of metal and plastic that's useless until you put something in there and and it, it works for you. You do something productive on it more than just playing games. If that's all you do, that's all it will do. But if you use it, and many of you use computers in your, your daily work lives, you understand what I'm talking about. And in much the same way as a computer is loaded with things, in this world that we live in, we hear voices all around us, all the time. You cannot get away from them. You cannot lock yourself in your house and hide under the bed because these voices are everywhere. They're, they're, you, you get on a train sometimes there might i haven't ridden a train for a little while maybe there's music playing you get on a bus you you're at school you're in a shopping center there are things that are constantly every time i go to the shopping center there's somebody wanting me to support their cause whether anything from helping people that might have problems to wanting roller blinds on my house there's always somebody wants you to listen to them unfortunately for them i'm not very good with those kind of people i just keep cruising But there are voices constantly vying for our attention. We cannot silence them. But we can choose the ones we actually listen to. That's really what my message is about this morning is what are we choosing to allow to speak into our hearts? Not just what are we hearing, but what are we choosing to listen to? Because the choices that we make of the voices that we listen to will influence us will guide us, and will form our identity. And so the original question this morning is, what is in your playlist? What is in your playlist? The, the way we listen to music nowadays has changed drastically. When I was young, we still had cassette tapes. My mum still had 12-inch vinyl records. Some of you think, what in the world is that? Some of you older folks know exactly what I'm talking about. But the smoke used to have boxes and boxes of the things. But that was the way we listened to music. And if you wanted to transfer music from one form to another, you could record off that record or, or from a tape to another tape or from the radio to a tape. That, that's not how it works anymore. Music nowadays is digital. It's online. It's in, it's in a different format, in an MP3 format. So you can buy an individual song that you purchase on the Internet. You never actually get anything physical with it. Nobody sends you a, a disc or, or, or a record. It just It's on your computer and you can press play and it will play. And if you've got enough money, you can have thousands of songs. Some of you do have thousands of songs on your computer. So instead of having stacks of records like my mum and dad used to have. See, when I was a kid, gospel music was pretty hard to come, by. I remember listening to Elvis sing gospel music. And so you kids think you got it bad now? Trust me. You have no idea. You have no idea what Christian music was around when I was a teenager. And so I remember the stacks of records. My mum's Christian records on one side, my dad's non-Christian records on the other side. But you don't have that anymore. You can have a little tiny plastic and metal thumb drive that has thousands of songs on it or an mp3 player or an ipod or any one of these things and because because of that ability we we don't have to buy a whole album anymore we can buy one song not only that but once you've bought all these hundreds and thousands of songs you can create your own playlists you can say all right i want to listen to a collection of songs when i'm driving the car and you you put all those songs into that playlist you like to listen to while you drive be careful what you listen to while you drive will affect your driving don't listen to aggressive music. You'll get more speeding tickets. Or you might say, well, I, I like to have music playing in the background while I'm praying. And I, I have a, a playlist on my, on my phone that has songs that worship songs that I like to have playing when I'm praying. And when I travel and I go on the mission field, I'm in some hotel in the backside of nowhere, I can put that on and play that music on my, on my phone while I'm praying. You can create any kind of playlist you like. You can put all this different... There, there is no limit to the combinations that you can create of your own playlist. And you can have many playlists. You can have one for prayer and one for this and one for that. Some people have certain playlists for when they're going to the gym and they're working out. They want something to keep them going, not put them asleep. There's, there's no limit to what you can do with playlists. And it's much the same spiritually. The voices... That there's no end of voices out there that you can put on your playlist, And you can say, these are the things that I'm going to listen to. These are the things that I choose to listen to, that I choose to feed into my mind. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. our minds, unlike computers, our minds have a capacity that we don't even really begin to understand. But at the same time, the things that get the most playtime or the most airtime are the things that are most prominent in our thinking, things we saturate ourselves with. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Apostle Paul is teaching the church about the gifts of the Spirit. He's teaching them about tongues and interpretations of how You know, if people are all speaking in tongues and somebody has the gift of tongues, but there's no prophecy, there's no interpretation, that doesn't benefit the hearers, it just benefits the person that's speaking in tongues. You're speaking in tongues by the Holy Ghost, you feel that blessing, but it doesn't bless somebody else unless there's an interpretation to accompany that. This is what he says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 6. He says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you, except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine." And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp. He said, like a musical instrument. He said, they're not living things. He said, but except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? Now, I'm not a musician, but I can tell the difference between the drums and the piano. I know that's talented. I understand. Hopefully most of you can do that as well. But why is that? Because there is a specific sound. We recognize that, oh, yes, that's a piano, that's a set of drums. Now, there are some other instruments that are closer together that I probably couldn't pick just by my hearing. Uh, you know, if you get some of the string instruments, you get violas and violins and cellos and all those things. Musicians might be able to tell some of the part. I'd just be going, yep, that's it's all the violin. Because there's a, there's a similarity there. People that are more musically talented can pick that. But there is a distinction in the sounds. If there wasn't, we wouldn't know what was going on. If every time the music team got up here, their instruments made a different sound, our worship services would be really interesting. One day, Brother Paul gets up and his guitar starts to sound like a trombone and the piano sounds like a mouth organ. or We wouldn't know what was going on. It would be very hit and miss. And it is that distinction that helps us to understand what's going on. The Apostle Paul said in verse 8, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? referring to the military practice of different trumpet calls to indicate different things if the the general wanted the army to charge the bugler would blow a particular sound a particular tune and that noise would be heard and they would know it's time to charge if it was time to retreat the battle wasn't going well and it was time to go back and regather there was a different tune that was that was, that was bugled and he said if, if the trumpet does if it gives an uncertain sound what are we going to do in the battle there was confusion and half the army's charging, and the other half's running back. It's not going to go well. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. We need, we need to have some understanding. In verse 9 he says, So likewise ye accept you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For you speak into the air. Now there's nothing wrong with speaking in tongues. He wasn't teaching against it. But in the context of his instruction about the gifts of the Spirit, he was saying if there is going to be tongues, there needs to be interpretation. So that the people can be edified by what the Lord would have. And then in verse 10, and this is the last verse we'll read, it says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. Or in other words, he said, the world is full of different sounds. And all of them have a purpose. Every one of them is significant in one way or another. Every one of them is telling you something is warning you about something, whether it's a warning beeping sound on a machine, whether you go into the city and you get it across the traffic lights and there's the beeping noise that's for people that are visually impaired. Every sound has a purpose. Somebody beeps at you on the road, you know what it means. They want you to pay attention or you're merging without checking and they're coming up beside you. We understand you all have particular ringtones on your mobile phones because you know that's my ringtone and it's really annoying when somebody else has the same ringtone and their phone rings and it's like oh it's not me but why why do we have those ringtones we like the sound but it, it has a certain significance it tells us something my phone is ringing when your alarm goes off in the morning it tells you it's time to wake up there are sounds everywhere and most of us hate the sound of our alarm clocks when i was an apprentice and i worked night shift I don't know how many alarm clocks I broke trying to turn them off in the dark and just picking them up because I'm a very deep sleeper. So when it used to wake me up, I had no idea where I was or what I was doing. Sometimes I'd just grab the alarm and tear the thing out of the wall just to get it to stop beeping. But there is every voice in the world is significant for a purpose. Everything that we listen to has an impact. You know, we need to know what it is that we listen to. We need to know what are the voices that are feeding my spirit, my mind, my identity, my thinking. What they? Because they all have signification. There's not a lot of things that we listen to that are just they don't matter. You, you ringtone? Yeah, possibly it does. When I talk, I'm talking about the voices that are in this world, they all have a purpose. They all have a message. And as children of God... When we think about, I'm not talking about, I think you understand me this morning, but I'm not talking now about the playlist of music you might have on your phone, although music is a very powerful thing. But the things that you are allowing to speak into your life and into your spirit. What are the greatest hits that should be on a Christian's playlist? The Word of God. God's Word should be number one on your playlist. It should be the main voice that speaks into your life. It should be what is here, what we are hearing, whether it's coming from the pulpit or whether it's in our daily reading. God's Word needs to feature highly on your spiritual playlist. It needs to be one of the strongest voices that you hear. Because if it's just one of a variety of options, the Scripture says in Romans that the carnal mind, or in other words, the natural man, is enmity against God. He's in opposition and strong hatred of the things of God. He's not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be the natural man is not willing to listen to the word of god and so somewhere along the way we make a decision to submit ourselves to god's word and to be a spiritual man rather than a natural man and put the word of god high on our playlist it shouldn't just be one voice or one authority it should be the authority in our lives everything else is under the Word of God. The Spirit of God, which works with the Word of God, should be high on our playlist. What does the Spirit of God say to us? It should speak to us. The only time we feel any direction or hear from God is in the house of God. We're not listening to the playlist enough. It's good to be in God's house. You need to be in God's house. You ought to be in God's house. But we need to hear these things. This playlist needs to be playing during the week as well. We need to have our Bibles open. We need to be in prayer and allow the Spirit of God to move on us. God's given us His Word. He's given us His Spirit. And whether we, whether we really like this or not, He's given us the man of God as well, and that ought to be on our playlist. That's why we need to be in the house of God, because God moves through His Word and His Spirit and through His servants as they minister. And He speaks to us as only He can. We need to have praise and worship on our playlists. That's literal praise and worship. That's music on a playlist. That's not a parallel. That's a literal example. Because when we praise and when we worship, it affects the way that we feel. It affects our environment. If you play music at home and you play worldly music or godly music, there is a difference in the spirit within your home. Because God has ordained that that's how it is. Blessed Lord, these are the things that ought to be on our playlist as children of God being a part of the family of God should be important on our playlist we ought to encourage one another we ought to encourage one another to walk with God when we've spent time with one another we should feel like we're going to keep going we shouldn't feel like we're not really sure what we're doing we should encourage one another bless you see when you buy music online and those of you that use iTunes can relate to this but when you buy a song because they want more of your money, when that song comes up, there's that little picture of the album that it comes from. It will say underneath something along the lines of People who bought this song also bought. And it will show you a list of all these other songs that people who have that kind of taste have bought as well. It's not because they care about your musical library, it's because they want to sell you more music. But what they are doing is they are taking something that is, has a similarity. And introducing you to other options to add to your playlist now that happens in the spiritual as well we're not careful what we've got in our playlist it will introduce us to other things that are similar and that shouldn't be on that playlist amen bless the lord if the vo- if there are voices in your playlist that shouldn't be there they will try to introduce other voices that you may not have known before that's how things work in the spirit you see We talked about the Word of God, how the carnal man is enmity. The Spirit of God, in 1 Corinthians, it says this: it says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You see, if we feed the carnal man, if we feed that human nature, if the things that we are, the voices that are playing in our lives, feed our flesh, Then the Word of God doesn't seem relevant anymore. And the Spirit of God seems foolish. But that's all because of what the kind of things that we are bringing into our lives. It doesn't mean that they've changed. God's Word hasn't suddenly expired and gone out of date. But it has a lot to do with how we are thinking about the Word of God. If there are things that are speaking to our lives, like the devil did to Eve, that would cause us to question God's Word, we need to clean that out of our playlist. If there are things that speak into our lives that come from another spirit that's not the spirit of God, we need to get that out of our playlist as well. There are things that are spoken into our lives by other people that don't edify, that don't build us up, but discourage us or leave us confused. You need to clean that out too. You need to know what's going on in your mind and in your spirit. I worked for a man once. He was a very interesting man. He wasn't a godly man. He wasn't a man to throw a lot of compliments around. But he would come to you and he would talk to you. And he, would, he had a way of, of saying something good about what you'd done, but then in the same conversation saying something negative about what you'd done. And so when he walked out of my part of the kitchen, I'd be left standing thinking, now, is he happy? Or is he unhappy? Am I doing a good job? Or am I doing a bad job? Because he could give with one hand and take with the other. And he would confuse you. We should not be like that one to another. When we speak one to another, we should edify and build up. You know, some people say, well, yeah, you know, I think you're going to do great, but you know, I wish things were a bit better and what was going on and blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Be positive. Speak faith into people's lives. Encourage one another. Amen. You know, those two scriptures we read from Romans about the carnal man and from 1 Corinthians about the man that's not spiritual, we'd have a lot less drama in our lives if we had a lot less flesh. that's where it's at we'd have a lot less trouble between each other and between us and god if we had a lot less flesh because if you're putting the flesh down the playlist is good god speak to me from your word let your spirit guide and direct me don't don't let these things come into me that shut that out when people stand in the pulpit and preach the word of god to you don't discard it because you've got an attitude problem The most dangerous thing every one of us has is our flesh. Amen. That's why the Bible warns us. The carnal mind is not going to work with God. It's not going to work with God. Amen. Bless the Lord. We don't want things to be introduced. You know, if you've got unforgiveness on your playlist, it'll introduce you to some other songs called bitterness, hatred, malice. you're complaining, it's on your playlist. It'll introduce you to a critical spirit. Pride. Self-righteousness, false doctrine, because you start out with a song that seems okay, but then it says, "Others who bought this song also purchased." Hey, you know, I, I think I like that song. You better be careful what that's feeding and what you want to grow in your life. Amen, Bless the Lord. You know anybody that wants you to listen to a new song or a new voice you need to check how it measures up against God's greatest hits. The people that have been victorious in the kingdom of God since man was first made have all had the same playlist the word of God spirit of God man of God family of God and praise and worship you put those things on your playlist you're going to go a long way to making it to glory amen those things are key to the thing now I know you can't you know the really cool thing is nowadays you can even get the word of God on a playlist you can plug your, phone into, your headphones into your ears and have somebody read the Bible to you on your phone. I mean, that's like the literal fulfillment of the idea. I mean, Brother Glass was still in Townsville and he was, had a courier business and he used to drive from Townsville to Charters Towers, which is about an hour and a half one way, and he would do that trip up and back two, sometimes three times a day. Now, you remember, we're talking about the cassette generation back then there was no mp3 bibles but he used to get sister jan to read the word of god recording onto a cassette player and while he drove up the highway his wife's voice was reading the scripture to him as he went up the road poor sister jan sitting there for hours reading onto a tape player but he wanted that to be the voice he had hours of time spent looking at a bitumen road every day and he wanted that voice speaking into his mind and into his heart Amen. And he used that neutral time, you might say, and turned it into a positive situation. We need to fill ourselves with a good pr- playlist. Amen. You know, I cannot speak to Brother Glass like I used to be able to. I can't, he cannot speak to me like he used to be able to. I miss his voice. But I promise you, it's still on my playlist. The things he put in me. The things my pastor before him put in me. I don't hear them live anymore, but they're still going. They haven't been taken off the playlist because there are things that they spoke to me that have kept me. And if the Lord tarries and those men pass from this life, their voices will still be on my playlist. Because I recognize that it's not about them. It's about the God that gave me them. Bless the Lord. Let's stand together this morning. Hallelujah. I encourage and challenge you this morning. Examine what it is that's on the playlist of your life. Some of you might need to examine the actual music that's on the playlist of your life. That's a, as I said the other day, that's a lesson for another time. What are the things that speak to us? What are the things that we choose to give the most time to? Is God's Word just a passing thing occasionally? Or is it something, you know, on these, these MP3 players and iTunes... It can show you how many times you've listened to a particular song. It shows you which songs you like the most. You know, how often are these tracks playing in our minds and our hearts? God, let your word speak to me. Let me hunger for you. God, let your spirit move on me and change me. Lord, let, let your word, when it's preached, reach into my spirit. Lord, let me fill my mind and heart with praise and worship for you, Lord God. Let me be a part of the family of God and strengthen my brothers and sisters. Encourage one another on the journey. If we could get that plan on our playlist, there's no telling what God could do in our midst. Let's lift our hands and worship Him this morning.